For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. War Eagle, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Everything Auburn. You are listening to Taylor Davis and Jason Campbell, ready to break down everything Auburn athletics for you. Didn't have an episode last week, which probably was okay because the episode before that was uh, quite a lot. Jason and I really broke down everything that was going on with the Supreme Court ruling. Obviously, we have a follow-up to discuss here today, but uh, my man J. Cam had a vacation last week, and who are we to keep him from some beach time? You know what I mean? But we are back and ready to catch you up on everything that's happening down on the plains where Jason is actually headed in just a little bit. He's going to be talking with the team tomorrow, right, Jay? Yes, I look forward to it, Taylor. i uh, get an opportunity to see Coach Harson in person. I've uh, had yeah. a chance to do a couple of Zoom calls, um, but uh, actually now having a chance to to see him and uh, and everything and get a take on his, his you know, his, what he's thinking for the season and yeah. his expectations and everything. But, you know, Auburn typically does well when there's, like, no one knows what to expect. That's and so true. This is one of those seasons where, you know, we picked up a lot of guys in the transfer portal. Uh, we've done really well with that. We've done a great job of putting together a staff. We, you know, you're hearing all the right things. You're seeing all the right things. And no one's really loud right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that bodes well because in the years past, sometimes, you know, dating years back when everyone put us out in preseason top this or preseason top that or this talk and that talk. And um, typically we don't do well with that. But yeah. kind of when we fly under the radar, we, we typically do, do better as a football team. That's exciting that you get to go and uh, talk to the team and obviously uh, interact with Coach Harson and, and kind of get some personal interaction with them. You and I basically have to speculate on this podcast a little bit until season gets going and we can be around it a little bit more. But um, when you were a player, did you guys have alum come and talk to you guys much? Uh, not as much, gotcha. um, you know, not as much as they do nowadays. Um, like, I think they was, should. Yeah, you really should. I used to always say this, the fact that we should always have like former NFL players, former players that played there, um, players that are current, like when they have an opportunity to stand on the sidelines and pregame of yeah. these games, 
and let them just stand there until the game get ready to start and then everyone go to their seat like it does something to you as a player like right. when you look over there you're like oh there's such and such oh there's such and such like you know it makes you be like man i gotta put my show on today you know like yeah. it does something and uh i feel like we can do more of that we've been getting better but we can do more of it and i do feel like you know coach you know gus he kind of started bringing guys back talking me and run its talk before when he was there and um and i think that kind of bridged the gap between former players and current players and then now coach harson is you know is bringing players in he wants to do more of it because you can't forget history you know history is what built the stadium history is what you know built the program it's 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 it, that's why you come to Auburn. You know, if you forget what the history looked like or what it was, then, you know, you just gonna come to Auburn and just go through and, and, and won't really have any touchings or any, any carryover. And I just feel like when I was there, I got a chance to speak to Kakeo Spikes, Willie Anderson, uh, you know, Ben Leard and, you know, just guys before, you know, at the time Pat Sullivan would come back and, uh, and everything after he had coached for a while and he would come back and, you know, you get a chance to, you know, talk to a lot of the greats and everything. And, and I, I just, I just think that that's just so, so important. Right. No, I think it's huge because I, I think, you know, especially when you're 18, 19 years old, you can hear things over and over, but you really need to see it in actuality. And I think seeing alum, people who have been in your shoes, have been in on this campus playing for this team and went on to do great things. And honestly, they can learn from both your successes and your failures if, if they have that access to you guys. I just think it's so important. And honestly, Right now, probably more than ever, they're going to need to hear from you guys because of the new addition that is going to come with college athletics and being a college athlete. And for you guys to be like able to kind of help keep them focused toward the same goal that they had before all this money came into the picture is going to be huge because regardless what level you attain that success you can learn from people who also dealt with it. And so they're going to need you guys more. And it's encouraging to hear that, you know, Harson has really dove in and, and bought into this culture and, and the Auburn family and everything that it, you know, comes with and wants to get you guys involved. I think that's fantastic. So we look forward to hearing your recap next week when uh, you could talk a little bit about what it was like going down there, what the team's looking like, how practices are going. Uh, that'll be awesome. So we're going to get into a few more talking points in regards to Auburn athletics, college athletics. You know what we're going to talk about. It's what everyone's talking about. We're going to get into it, but got to tell you guys about our sponsor bet online. The month of July is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action and bet online is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures. Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. So visit the website today, or you can use your mobile device to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. All right, people, let's talk about name, image, and likeness. 
drink every time someone says that because it's been <laughs> everywhere lately. Maybe don't because you'll probably be on your tail. <sighs> on Thursday, college athletes officially became allowed to profit off their name, image, and likeness as several states saw NIL laws go into effect and the NCAA adopted interim NIL rules while it awaits federal legislation. And shortly after midnight, after that official announcement was made, a bunch of athletes started announcing endorsement deals and partnerships. The floodgates opened, basically. It happened very quickly, as expected, really, um, in- including Bo Nix, who very quickly announced a partnership with Milo's T. A lot of football players uh, have paired with Yoke, Yoki, Yoke Gaming. I don't know how you pronounce it, but a gaming company, they can earn money while interacting with fans while playing video games, which so many of them do in their off time. Uh, So it it didn't take long for all of these, you know, deals to be made. And, you know, we kind of touched on this a little bit. Obviously, our last episode, we were talking more about the recent Supreme Court ruling and NIL wasn't necessarily dealt with in that particular case, but we knew it was imminent basically. And, you know, my hesitations that I discussed in the last episode are still prevalent here. I think that the social media space was certainly one that needed to be dealt with because any student on that campus, if they go viral on social media, they can make a buck, a very pretty penny with the way social media is going today. And these athletes, you know, should be able to, to work with that as well. Um, you know, I just think that there, there's some, opportunity for this to go poorly I'll be honest and I think locker room culture is going to be a big part of it because you're going to have guys you're going to have offensive linemen in that locker room that as you know Jay do mm-hmm. a heck of a lot of the heavy lifting they do a mm-hmm. lot of the work and they get none of the praise and that's going to continue to be the case here a lot of them may be making very small amounts of money meanwhile their quarterback and running back are pocketing thousands. So this is going to add a whole new level of coaching uh, to handle all of this. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, I talked about this uh, with a few guys. Um, you know, it might have been some of the guys I played with, and we was talking about this recently, and I was just saying, you know, in the NFL, if you're an offensive lineman, you're getting paid very well. Right. So your quarterback is getting all the hoopla, and your running back is getting all the hoopla. It doesn't bother you because at the end of the day, you still get your check the same time they get their check. Now, in college, it's going to be different where offensive linemen may get left out. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, even some D linemen are, you know, other positions that are not the glamorous positions. And it's so important that on your football teams that there be maturity. Because this is when your maturity is going to have to show the most as a football team. And because, you know, comes greed, money, comes jealousy and envy. And and you so you have to be very careful on how you approach this from a coaching standpoint. You have to be very careful how you approach this from players within the players locker room. And 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 like you say, there are opportunities for this to go left and there's opportunities for it to, you know, it's going to benefit some, it's going to, you know, hurt others uh, from a standpoint. But my main focus on this is how do you teach 18 to 22 year old kids how to manage some of this money that they're going to be getting. And when they're just a couple of years removed from high school. And then not only that, 
what's their enticement or what's their what's their incline to make sure that they want to finish school and graduate and not get so caught it caught up in where they're just focusing on i'm trying to get sponsorships i'm trying to get sponsorships i'm trying to do this or like the game like the game and the one that you just mentioned the game and you know these kids already play games so now you're enticing them to play more games because they're going to get paid more for it so what's going to be the enticing for them to say hey let me pick up this book and study and write this paper so i can make sure i get it in on time so i can make sure i'm making my making the right grades keeping my gpa up and i make sure i'm graduating on time like that's going to be the hurdle because that's what that's what happens in society a lot now when you see a lot of kids they dropping out of high school and they doing all these other things out in the streets and you like dude what's wrong with you like you you know this is a short-lived life like this like you can't do this and have a long successful life and the answer is well it pays me more money than what i would be making on my job i'm just like yeah but on your job you can sleep at night you know you can have longevity i like this here is short-lived so it's the same way when you look at it from a college aspect for these athletes. Not every guy in that locker room is going pro. Nope. I'm sorry to tell you, but maybe on our football team, maybe, maybe four guys off this whole team this season goes pro. Mm-hmm. And so what happens to all the rest of the guys? You know, if their main focus, I'm trying to get sponsorship, I'm trying to get sponsorship, but they forgot about, dang, I need to make sure I'm graduating on time so I can at least at the end of the day, I got my diploma. And when I hit the real world, I got something to show to get me a job somewhere. 100%. And and I think that it's going to have to, you know, they're going to have to dig deep to maintain the same drive and motivation for the game with the money aside. And I'm just concerned that 18, 19, 20 year old kids, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but like you aren't a a grown adult. Your brain is not fully developed yet. Like I'm concerned that they won't have the, capacity to really separate the two how many times have you watched an nfl game and i'm not dogging on the nfl i work in the nfl i I love the the product as well i prefer college football but the nfl is a great product but how many times have you watched a game and some players just look like they don't care heck sometimes they'll straight up admit that they don't they're not as bought in they don't, they can disconnect so easily because money is the factor. You watch college football and there are kids literally laying everything out. They put it all out there for their teammates, A, but also because every game is essentially a tryout, trying to get it to the league, you know, improving, you know, in your game to impress scouts and, and to get that, you know, notoriety so that you can attain that success and that money one day. If you've already got it, I just I'm concerned that it's going to affect the product of college football and the purity of it, which is what makes it so special. And so it's going, you're absolutely right. It is going to be on the schools, the coaching staff, the organization, the conferences to provide the resources for these players to make sure that they handle it the right way. Because I think you very easily could negatively affect college football by positively affecting these players. And I know that sounds counterproductive, but if it's not gone about the right way and we're just throwing this amount of money at kids that would not have had it and likely don't know how to manage it, we really could, you know, see a downward trajectory of college football. And I think one thing that is, is going to be prevalent pretty early, I suspect is going to be recruiting. I mean, as if the power five already wasn't, you know, running things. And let's be honest, there's a handful of schools that 
I mean, things have gotten kind of redundant in college football. Alabama, Clemson, they're going to get the top recruits. That's going to continue now that you add money into the mix. These high-caliber athletes are not going to be intrigued by the Cinderella story they could be a part of. You know, why Why would they go to a school like Coastal or Cincinnati, even though they've got, you know, reputable programs? They're not going to make the same money as if they go to an SEC or ACC school. So where recruiting was already problematic for some of these smaller schools that are trying to build and establish something as they go, now it's a no-brainer. If you're a a highly touted recruit, you're also going to take into account, where can I make the most coin? Right. And the other thing is, there's two other other things, and uh, one of them is, a lot of this has happened because the way the NCAA has handled things over the years. Of course. And, you know, you just went through a lot of this last year in Auburn basketball with Sharif Cooper, you know? And so, you know, this has been going on for so many years where a lot of these guys has been getting paid under the table where now it's just legalizing it. But the other part of it is too, is like from like the parenting part of it, like, That's the other part, because parents are going to have to say, hey, to their kids and say, look, I'm not just going to tell you everything you want to hear just because you get make you making money right now. Like you are still my child and I'm still want what's best for you. So you still need to do the things you need to do for us a priority standpoint, because what happens now is when money comes into play, when you watch the NFL games. You see all the different dancings, which is cool. It's fun. It brings life to the football thing, to the football game. But now you're about to see college kids, you know, when they're scoring touchdowns, the extra celebrations, the extra things where they're poking their chest out a little bit more because why? They want to be seen because why? If they're seen, what happens? Endorsements come because they because people are going to say, oh, I want that kid right there because he's everyone's watching him like he's always doing something where he's standing out. So we need to get him a deal and everything. So then that causes more of a showboating. And then sometimes you showboat too much. Your teammates can sense that and see that because I've gone through it in the NFL where you have guys that played their butts off, played as hard as they could play. But as soon as they got their contract and got that guaranteed money, they shut it down. And you're still out there busting your tail and trying to play as hard as you can play because either one, you still haven't got your big contract. And two, even if you did get your big contract, I have integrity about the game. Like my only way to play the game was to play as hard as I could play all the time. And it doesn't mean it was going to be your best game every game because some games, things happen. You're just like, what is going on? Like, and, but that happens, but I guarantee you every game that I ever played in, I walked away from that game knowing that I gave it my best, no matter if I was making multi-millions or I was making rookie rookie salary. And that's the integrity part of it. But that comes from within the person, Taylor. Like money just brings out whatever's already inside of you. So if you want to find out about a person, hand them some money and they'll show you real quick. That is so true. So that's how you got to look at it from a player standpoint. Whatever's on the inside of these kids you're about to see what their true character is. We sure will. I, I mean, I would just challenge, you know, the coaching staffs, the universities, the conferences, the more that we open this thing up and have conversations around it, you know, everyone involved with these players, they, they have to take responsibility for, okay, we've granted them this allowance for lack of a better term. We also have to grant them the help to handle it the right way. We can't mm-hmm. expect them to know how to handle it off the bat. Right. And, you 
no one else, you know, has been able to relate to this situation either. So making sure that they have access to financial advisors, like people that they can chat with and discuss, and also, you know, coaching, really finding a way to maintain a, a healthy locker room culture where business is not the mindset. That's, that's going to be tough, but we'll see how, uh, how it goes. Obviously it's, it's been pretty prevalent already. There's been so many deals. I saw Dear King already has four partnerships and it's been what? a few days. Yep. I hope that it's something that we only talk about off the field and it doesn't affect the game. That's, that's just my hope in this. All right. Let's talk a little bit about this upcoming season. And this will be good because after you go down there tomorrow and kind of see a little bit more, we can follow up and, and see if any of our predictions were right. The guys over at Auburn undercover actually did a um, fan poll, I guess asking readers different questions, predictions in regards to this season. And uh, they put out an article with the answers that got the most votes. So I figured I'd ask Jason, and hopefully our listeners haven't read this article yet. So these questions you can answer along as you wish. And I haven't um, and either, guys. Talk a little bit about the predictions and kind of see where the fan base is leaning at this point. So... How many games will Auburn win in the 2021 regular season? Mm, you know what? I'm not going to put an exact number on it just because I'm an analyst, radio analyst for the right. team. But I will say, you know, there's three games stretched right there that's kind of concerning. But I'll say this. I can see this team winning at least nine or more games. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The uh, most voted answer was eight to nine games. Hmm. I guess people are paying attention. I mean, and I guess people have <laughs> high hopes. I mean, that would mean an eight or nine regular season, an eight or nine win regular season would mean they got to win something. Penn State, LSU, Texas A&M, Georgia, or Alabama. You're, you're claiming I like, one I of like, those. I like this. I like us winning Penn State game. You uh, I okay. wasn't overly impressed with Penn State last year. I know it was COVID, and they didn't know if they was playing or not having a season, so that had a big effect into it. And it's going to be a night game, but I feel like games are won defensively in big games. And I you feel know. like Derrick Mason, with the guys they picked up in the transfer portal, I think they're built, like, from my secondary standpoint. Like, I put us up against anyone in the secondary standpoint against any offense this year mm -hmm. because we have depth, and that's important because it is a pass-happy a pass happy college football game. And uh, and we're built for that. And I like our linebacker core. And I think defensive front, we're, we're going to be a little better than we were last year. We have a little bit more depth, but – that's maybe my only concern okay. up front, but I like it just from a defensive standpoint. And I know offensively we got the run game. Our receivers are young and, you know, Bo is more experienced, but I'm going specifically off this, off defense, winning a Penn State game. Okay. And then we get Georgia is at home, right? Mm -hmm. We got Georgia at home. I like us in our backyard again uh, with the crowd ramped up. They had a whole year now to – in the the sit and ball up and and get ready to come out and just explode in the in the Georgia game. Um, hopefully that's a night game. Um, I like that game. We get the two Mississippi schools in Auburn. Mm -hmm. I like us having a chance to win both of those games. Uh, we go to LSU. That's a toss up only from the simple fact that 
Ergeron, they had such a horrible season last year after winning a national championship. Mm-hmm. Like he's got to prove to himself that he can he can bounce back without Coach Brady and some of the other names. Yeah. Because if he doesn't, then Coach Brady's name is going to start flying around. It's coming back to LSU as the head coach. Yeah. Um, so that could be a toss up. It's always tough to win in tough val- in Death Valley. Okay. Moving to the next one, where will Auburn finish in the SEC West? Hmm. Ooh, this one is going to come down to the Iron Bowl in the backyard. Doesn't it always? It's going to come down to the Iron Bowl. And um, I, I just have to say, and it's been that way for the last couple of years. It's been a three-race thing for the last 10 years, really. It's always been Auburn, LSU, and Alabama. And um, I definitely think this game comes down to that. And everybody can say what they want to say about what Bama has lost. And we already know there's always another – Lamborghini waiting in the on the oh, side over there, I know. <laughs> you know, to, to get on track. So, yep. you know, here they come again. All I've been hearing about this Bryce Young kid, I think that's his name, uh, as the quarterback at Alabama is, oh, he's better than the kid that just left, I Matt can't. Jones. I I'm can't. just like, what? <laughs> and this is Ow. from this is from guys that are like intrigued within the university. I'm not just talking to like some random fan. I'm talking yeah. about like people that actually have gone to their practices in the spring and stood on the side and talked to Coach Saban. Oh, my God. And they're talking about how this kid can throw the ball better and everything. He's not as tall, but he can throw it and he can move. So I'm just like, really? Are you kidding me? Yeah. So come come down to the Iron Bowl. Auburn does really well in the Iron Bowl uh, against Alabama at home. And uh, so we'll see. It's going to come down to that game. So the number one answer in this poll – was second or third place. It's where everybody, I feel like that's the prediction every year, but one team that you have not mentioned that I just, I'm not sleeping on is Texas A&M. I know you were going to say that. Huh? I know you was about to say that. <laughs> you did? Yeah, I, mean, I know look, you that. look what they did last season. I understand, you know, you're losing Kellen Mond. You're losing a, a, a handful of um, solid contributors, but I think that what Jimbo Fisher is building is something prominent. And I think they got a lot of buy-in finishing fifth last year. And now with the college football expansion, playoff expansion, you know, looming, I think that there's more intrigue in A&M as a program and as one that contend could contend in the West. I think it's only a matter of time before Jimbo gets a win over Saban. I just think that that's one that I would, I'm more fearful of A&M than I am LSU. Oh my God. Oh, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Am I talking to Taylor Davis today? Taylor, is that you? Oh, not, my not, God. Is that you? Saying. Really? Texas AM has not had a defense since the 1970s. Oh my and gosh. That's the only reason why I don't put Texas AM in the conversation. I'm because, sorry, yes. Jason. The last two national title games were offensive teams, not defense. I hear you. I hear you. But how did they get there, though? Because they were stopping the opposing team while the offense was still scoring. So then at that point, it's over. Kind of. Bama and Ole Miss went to like 40 points. That is true. I give you, (laughs) I I would get, I I give you the one sleeper game. I give you that one. That's my only knock on AM. Like, is that they don't meet their potential. They always going to get the size and the talent. Right. But it's just been, I haven't seen that. When I see them play solid defense and, like I said, they they Kellen Munn has been there for the last decade. 
You know, it feels like so, you know, they have a new have a new quarterback this year. So we have no idea what that's going to look like. Yeah. The big receiver that they had opted out last year, he's gone pro. Then the one that was playing, he's gone. The running back, I think he may be back this year. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But in the defensive end that they had, he's gone. So that's fine. You don't have to. I'm just look, and I'm not saying I don't think they're going to finish top five like they did last year. I don't think it's going to be a season like that. I'm just saying if we're mm-hmm. looking at the SEC West, I would look more toward AM than LSU. I still just don't think LSU has it figured out. I think LSU is always going to get high caliber talent. Recruiting at LSU is always very strong. I fear that it may be kind of like the Cam Newton situation. And I even hate to say that because we don't want to admit that that's what it was, but 2010 was a special year because we had a generational player leading us at quarterback. And that's just the reality. And I think LSU dealt with the same thing. Joe Burrow is an unbelievable talent and what they put together around him that year is why they dominated the way they did and had the special year. But when you fall from grace as hard as they did the year after, and honestly, Auburn did the same thing after Cam left, it reminds you how those kinds of players are so special that it makes the year that special. I don't necessarily know that the development was there across the board and maybe the ones that did left look at all the freaking high caliber wide receivers that have gone on to the league since that year. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that all the pieces were in the wings to sustain what they did that year. Yeah. And so. I, I, I owe you an apology. I owe you what? an apology right here on set. Texas A&M has preseason, preseason, quote unquote, for all Americans. Okay. And they are the tight end, mm-hmm. the offensive tackle, the defensive end, and the running back, Isaiah Spiller. So Spiller, that's his name. They do have four guys that are very monumental to their okay. program. I, I, I hear, hear you, your Jay. I hear your point. I would probably if I had to say what you're saying, people because Taylor is very awesome at this. <laughs> and I like our conversation <laughs> because it's sometimes it's great to have these conversations. And because you can hear from her point. And yes, and I get this to see it from so I would say it's gonna come down between I, I would say a three-team race. I give you that. We do have to go to Texas AM if I'm yeah. not mistaken. And uh, so that's going to make it a little bit of a tougher sled. So I give it to you. It's going to come down between Auburn, Alabama, and Texas a I just don't see LSU rebounding as fast this year. Yeah. And be all of a sudden, boom, we're back. Like, right. I think they'll be better, but not yeah. back. Agreed. Agreed. And honestly, give Kiffin a couple more years, and Ole Miss is going to be scary. Like, they it, may be scary just- this year. I, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, I just think the West is, is getting shuffled a little bit. Finally. I mean, other than Bama sitting pretty let's can't somebody fix that. Good Lord. Okay. Moving on to the next one. Who will be Auburn's first loss? Hmm. Who would play at the Penn state order? after Penn state is Georgia state. Then at LSU, then home versus Georgia, then at Arkansas. Do I need to keep going or you're feeling wins? No, 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 no. You can stop right there. Yeah. Um, it's gonna come down between the LSU game, just because I told you they're a different animal. If they put us at nighttime down there, it's almost like I don't know if almost like everyone gets shot with electric magic or something. (laughs) It just goes crazy. But (laughs) if it's an early game, we typically do well. If it's a night game, that may be the game. Uh, Okay. 
the Georgia game concerns me. Um, Mike Bobo went to Georgia, coaching at Auburn. Huge game, huge rivalry game. Uh, this game is usually played at the end of November or sometime in November. It has now got moved to the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. And last year there was no fans in Athens, really. Uh, it's a little bit, but not a whole lot. But this year, playing them, right, playing them early this year. And the way they beat us last year, I know it's a different coaching staff, it's different this, but you still have to take in to that they have a quarterback coming back and they still had a strong class. They did lose pickings, which hurts them a lot. But like I said, uh, they've done a great job of recruiting as well. So that could be a game that could be a toss-up depending on which way the ball drops. Well, that was the number one answer, that the Georgia game will be our first loss, which would mean we will win Penn State on the road in week three and defeat LSU in Baton Rouge, which would be the first time that's happened since 1999. So we, uh, we will certainly see how that goes. I, I would expect the Georgia game to be a loss, which I hate, but I actually think that Georgia is primed to run the East this year. I don't think Florida has the same weapons that they did last year. So we'll see how that one goes. Okay. Last one, which of the following home games is the most winnable Mississippi state, Ole Miss, Georgia, Alabama. Mississippi State, Georgia, Ole Miss, Alabama. Um, I'm going to say um, Mississippi State. Yep. That's the number one answer. Yeah, I know my brother's going to be mad because he went to state and played <laughs> for state, but even he would have to admit that he was upset what he saw last year. Yeah, so, yeah. that was tough. You know, yeah, he was on the 98 um, – team that won the sec west and when it played uh tennessee and lost to t martin I'm at the end in the sec championship game i was at that game yeah and they had that game won and they lost it at the end and then mm-hmm. six years later guess who else plays tennessee in the sec championship game oh, me right. <laughs> so how yeah. weird was that that <laughs> i saw my great. brother his senior year play tennessee in the sec championship game and in my senior year i'm playing tennessee in the sec championship that's game. wild <laughs> yeah so that's really cool yeah. Yeah. I think you got to hope that Mississippi state's going to be better this year than they did last season. It was a, a tough first one for Mike Leach, but um, yeah, I think that that would probably be the easiest out of those at home, but as is true in the sec, anyone is capable of winning any given day. So well, I'm so taking effect, Taylor. Nobody had spring ball yesterday. Yeah. Uh, last year. That's so true. I, I, it's just going to be so different. And gosh, not having spring ball and a new coach last year. I mean, it's mm-hmm. that's just impossible odds. So I think this year will be very interesting. And I mean, look, there's still a lot of questions around this Auburn program with a new coaching staff. And oh, there was one on here. We've talked about it so many times, so I didn't include it. But um, who will be Auburn's starting quarterback? Oh, really? 94.3% of fans went with Bo Nix. Oh, I'm so shocked. That's no. a, I was just shocked by the number. Only 5% think TJ Finley would have a chance. That's I, well, for as much crap as Bo Nix gets on like social media and stuff. I'm kind of surprised to see that much confidence behind him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, people just well, let's, let's, let's just say this. Let's just say this. What? It's Bo's job to lose. Yeah, it is. So, you know, 
TJ's coming in. I always, I always say this. I like competition. Your competition brings out the best and shows you, mm-hmm. it shows you more of yourself. Um, they're accurate because Bo has been the starter for the last two years. Going into the season, he's going to be the guy. Like I said, it's yeah. his job to lose. And mm-hmm. you don't have enough time to create some type of quarterback competition when you're trying to start a season. And you got to have the guys in the locker room rattling behind who's our quarterback, whose it is. Because in years past, when we've had this competition during trying to figure out who's our quarterback all the way up to week one, it never works out. Like you have to stick with a guy, say, this is our guy. Hey, you're our guy. And you're our guy until you show us you're not our guy. Yeah. So at that standpoint, that's the way you go. That's how you go about it. And, and then you go from there. So that way, if Bo has success, great team, keep moving forward. If he has a reason to falter or trends to go backwards, then you have a guy, TJ Finley, that at that time, you can say, hey, you know, we need a spark. We need to see what this kid got. You have no ties to any of them because you didn't recruit them. But at the same time, you have to give everyone a fair opportunity. And you say, okay, then TJ, here's your chance. See what you can do. And Mm -hmm. so is there pressure on Bo? Yeah, that's a little pressure on Bo. But when there's not ever pressure on a quarterback at Auburn University, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So I understand that, you know, now you ask Taylor this question. I don't know what answer you're going to get. But if you ask me, that was my answer. (laughs) (laughs) I plead the fifth on this one. No, I agree. I think Bo's going to get the job. I think that there is certainly room to have some packages for TJ Finley. I mean, they're. There, the size alone is something that you got to utilize. And, and I hope that we at least see him in, in some regard. But, yes, I think Bo, Bo will get the nod to uh, to start us out. We'll see how it goes, though. We'll see how it unfolds. Yeah. And I'm not tired to either one of these guys. I just, I'm just i just coming from a quarterback perspective. Like, that's how I feel like that's the best way to go about it without creating locker room uh, controversy. Yeah. And- well, and, and in a like year that. where so much is different, you want some sort of continuity and continuity of quarterback, just in terms of experience and, and relationships with the team, like Finley's up against a, a clock in that regard. And Bo has had two years to develop it. Now, look, it, Bo's got to keep, you know, his head level with all of, you know, the Milo sweet tea money that's going to be coming in, but that's, <laughs> that's some, that's another aspect that is added to this. How does that affect how he interacts with this team, which honestly has been a talking point before at times people have wondered what he is like as a team leader there, you know, mid broadcast, people have pointed out that he sits on the bench kind of away from everybody. He's not the, the rah, rah guy all the time. We saw him and Seth Williams, butt heads a lot on the sideline. Like that's an element to this. It's going to be a storyline this season. And, and Bo has to do, you know, his part in, in character and, and leadership to keep that stuff off the field. And I totally agree. I also, I agree with you from that, even as an analyst, like that's a couple of things that, you know, we've always pointed out was, you know, you can't just be involved with your guys when things are going your way, you know, like even when you have a turnover or things are not going your way, that's the best time at that point to really go over and grasp your guys because, you know, that way they don't expect you to be perfect. You're not going to be, you're going to make some mistakes too. So you can't wait to be a leader 
uh, when you're not making mistakes. And then when right. you make a mistake, I'm going to sit away from everybody. So, you know, that's something that he has to learn from a maturity standpoint to, to get involved with his teammates all the time, be present, you know, don't wait just for the good time, but be present. And another aspect is, you know, let them know, like, you know, like, Hey guys, this is not, you know, just about me. Like this is the team, you know, right. I go as the team goes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I understand the team kind of rolls off of my back, you know, cause I got the ball, 99% of the time on offense right. because I touch it every play. But at the same time, you know, you have to be engaged. And mm-hmm. uh, that's been something that he's been lacking over the last few years is not being as engaged as he needs to be right. when you're the quarterback. I completely agree. We'll see how it goes. Well, before we close this one out, I want to give a shout out to the Mississippi State Bulldogs who got their first national championship ever not just baseball first for the university, uh, in any sport, they won the college world series. Uh, they won the series two to one over Vanderbilt. Also congratulations to Vandy as expected, just an incredible year for an incredible program. What Tim Corbin has built there is something special. Jack Leiter, Kumar rocker. Those guys are going to have solid careers at the next level. And that was a fun season to watch. Always great to see sec represented the way they always are in Omaha finishing it out with an sec final is just awesome and and speaks to the strength of the conference. But Mississippi state was able, able to pull off the win first national championship in school history. So congrats to them. Also shout out to the fan base who just like completely dominated Omaha. It was unbelievable to watch the games and hear the crowd. It was 90% bulldog fans. It was awesome. So I wanted to give a shout out to them. And finally, have to give a shout out to an Auburn gymnastics commit, a huge commit, might I add, Sunisa Lee, who is going to be competing on the Olympic stage. She placed second in Olympic trials, only placing behind the GOAT, Simone Biles. So, I mean, that's just an incredible feat. She will be competing in the Tokyo Olympics and down the road, we'll see her in an Auburn leotard, which is awesome for this gymnastics program. That's a huge get. And obviously we will all be pulling for Sunisa as she represents USA, but also represents Auburn on an Olympic stage. That is awesome. So just wanted to give a shout out to that. And with that, we will say goodbye here on believe in everything Auburn. Jason and I greatly appreciate you all listening and following along our podcast as we slowly wake our way towards season. <laughs> We're getting there, guys. We are very, very, very close. So stick with us through the off season, through this summer. Uh, and as we get closer to season, we'll make sure that we get some coaches on here, get some alum, and uh, have you guys prepped and ready for this season. In the meantime, everyone have a great week. Enjoy this beautiful summer weather. And we'll be back next time to break down whatever the heck happens in this crazy world of college athletics. War Eagle, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.